Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody, to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in Studio Salt Lake City area. Now, parents, I talk a lot about how we can help our kids out here on this podcast, especially when it comes to online safety, preparing them and helping them be resilient in this tech-heavy world. But today, today's for us, us parents. Today's for y'all. See, you see, we as parents, we tend to kind of be angry disciplinarians, okay? Especially as our kids start to grow in attitude into their teenage years, but we don't realize how our reactions are impacting our kids and their ability to talk to us. And so my guest today is all about helping us connect with our kids instead of being their dictator. And boy, do we need her help. So my big guest today is Michelle Kenny. She's a former yeller, recovering perfectionist and reformed control freak. Um, she helps parents find more calm and peace at home in a modern demanding and hectic world. She helps parents move away from yelling threats and towards meaningful connection. She's been on countless news channels and she's been promoting and and educating the world. And so I am very honored to have her on the show today. Welcome, welcome, Michelle, to the show. Thank you, Nate. Thanks for having me. That was such a great warm welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, 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 I try. I try. Um, (laughs) First off, I just want to say thank you for all you're doing because everything you do, it brings so much value to families right now. And so it's just thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Of course, it's my it's my passion. I love it. I I realized um, as I was a teacher for um, 13 years and I realized that helping parents is actually the best way to help kids. I agree. I agree totally 100%. And how did you get into this space here? What is your story here? Okay, let's see. Um, Well, I guess the the straw that broke the camel's back was my oldest daughter really tried to drown her sister in the pool when they were six and three. She held her under the water. I had to jump in with all my clothes on and save her. Oh, my. And I thought something's not quite right. I think I should stop yelling at my kids and try to find a better way to parent. And so I, that weekend went to a retreat for our local elementary school and I broke down to somebody and she said, you should really try connective parenting. I have a coach. And I said, great, give me her number. I don't care who she is. She needs to come to my house. I'm drowning. I'm not doing well. I'm all I do is yell and scream and threaten and bribe and it doesn't feel good anymore. And now my oldest is doing the same thing to my youngest. And I just started this journey and I haven't looked back. I begged people to take classes out of my living room. I became an instructor. I started a podcast. I'm writing a book. I just have done it all since then. And I've been like full steam ahead. Holy smokes. I don't know what I'd do if I saw my, my six-year-old trying to drown their younger sibling. Yeah. I don't know if she quite knew. I think she thought she was playing, you know, but I didn't think it was playing and I didn't think it was funny. They were both, you know, they both swam at 18 months. So they were, they could both swim, but I just was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good. Smokes. Yeah. 
It wasn't good. That is Kano Bueno. And that led you down this path to where you're advocating for so many parents now how to how to connect with their kids, but also not just scream at them all day, every day, right? Yeah. Get, them, get them to, to listen slash obey. But and I, so like as a counselor, I talk to a lot of kids who, who want to tell their parents um, yeah. about some hard stuff, right? They want to talk to them about, you know, if they've had run-ins worth pornography or that they've been mm-hmm. talking to someone online and they're scared. Mm-hmm. But a lot of kids aren't telling the parents because they're so scared of how their parents are going to react. Yeah. Like, I don't know if parents really realize, but when they freak out on the small stuff, it really, they're shutting themselves out from being involved with the big stuff. And what are your thoughts there? I mean, I think a lot of parents will say to the teenager, like, don't worry if you're at the party and something goes wrong, you can call me no problem. But if you've been punishing and shaming and like you say, reacting big to that mm-hmm. same teenager for 13, 14 years, they don't trust you. Mm. They don't trust that that's the case that, oh, they're going to get mad at me about the spilled milk, but they're not going to get mad at me about the pornography. Mm, Probably (laughs) not very likely. So how do we, how do we flip that switch? What are some, what are some steps we can take today so that we start moving in the right direction? I mean, it's radical what I'm going to say. And I know a lot of people will, you know, roll their eyes, you know, think that I'm crazy, but my whole plight and my whole message is to, you know, do away with punishments, that punishments are the ultimate judgment. And that when you can do with away with punishments and judgment, then your kids will come to you no matter what, because you've loved them unconditionally. Mm. So what does instead of punishments, when we get into the arena of like, you made a wrong decision or consequences for decisions, what instead of punishments would, would one go to connection? Mm. So the whole idea behind what I teach is teaching parents to replace punishments, threats, bribes, yelling, shame, all the things with connection. And there are many facets to connection, but the idea is that you respond with a regulated, you know, psyche instead Uh of a heightened psyche. If you're responding with anger or Uh upset or shame or blame or punishment, that doesn't sit well with someone who's receiving it parent or I mean, adult or child. Dang. Okay. So here, here's an example then. So, so let's say I have a four-year-old case in point. Okay. I have a four-year-old. Um, and this four-year-old <laughs> sometimes can be quite cheeky with yeah. his teachers slash parents. Mm-hmm. And I have the hardest time not losing my mind yeah. when he laughs at my wife, when she's oh. like, like, Hey, no, like, yeah, you sit here. Let's do this, that she's trying to keep her cool. And he just starts busting her gut. And I just want to, you're going like, how do you connect like in that, in that situation, I guess, what, what would you, I, I know this, this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, let's just versus go to timeout right yeah, now. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. You never speak to your mother that way. You yeah. will never see the light of day again. You know? So the thing is, is like, let's just think about that response in general. How do we suppose that response is going to sit with somebody? Oh, probably tears. Yeah. Actually, no confirmed. It, it, yes. it, it, it brings tears. It, it, it doesn't work. 
No, right? it no. just doesn't work. And the, the, the behavior continues, especially if you have a strong-willed little one. Oh my gosh. Yes. It just exacerbates that behavior. It just continues to go on and on and on and on. So I'd say first, let's zoom out a bit. We have to infuse our world and our life with connection. So right. we can't expect to punish and shame and threaten a child and then come in and try to use connection one time and everything's going to be better. <laughs> that, that's not going to work. <laughs> this game of carrot and stick don't work like that. <laughs> no, no. We did take a little more work than that. I wish it was that easy that, oh, I'm just going to come in and give him a hug and everything's going to be better. No, no, no. no. That's not going to no, work. No. You have to, I mean, it's a process. And the yeah. process is we are going to rid our ha- family and our house of these, you know, more archaic ways of parenting. And we're going to infuse it with connection in that moment. What I would do with the kid is be like, Ooh, you laughing at your mommy. We don't do that. We can't laugh at our mommy. Let me see you. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to wrestle you down. And now you've used connection to say, you can't do that to your mom. Yeah. But I'm going to connect with you, but I'm not going to let this continue to go on where you're laughing at her, but I'm not also going to shame you about it. Right. I got that. Okay. I like that a lot just because, oh man, our, our kids, they're always testing us and not just testing us like, Ooh, let's see what can we can get mom and dad to freak out on. But also they're testing us with what can mom and dad handle? I mean, kids will be like, you know, they'll be in the car. They're like, so, uh, did you hear, uh, uh J- Johnny sloughed class today as what, what do you think about that mom? You know, and then mom's like, oh, my goodness, if that was my child, they would never hurt or hurt or hurt. And the kid's like, oh, man, right? I know what I am not talking to mom about. That's right. And I guess the thing is, is will you still love me is what that (sighs) child's asking. Like, will you Mm -hmm. still love me if I cut class? Will you still love me if I make fun of mom? Or are you going to love me conditionally? Do you only love me when I'm good? Right. Well, and not a lot, a lot, a lot of kids actually believe that right now, especially because of us adults and our social media behavior. The only time a lot of parents will post about their kids is when they do something amazing. The perfect picture, right? The perfect picture, the 4.0, the competition trophy. And it sends a message that I only love you when you take first place. We're very, you know, um, product oriented it right mm-hmm. if they're producing if they're doing and it makes us look good and it's all about us like we need right. to look good right because they're just an extension of us but they in fact and that goes with behavior too like a kid acts up in the mall or at the restaurant and we're, we feel shame oh my gosh everyone's gonna think i'm a terrible mom right my kid you're my not, kid right. yeah. i'm embarrassed and, my kid right and the and the thing is is that kids are gonna do the wrong thing that's what kids do they're immature yeah. People make mistakes, especially kids. That's what they, that's how they learn. That's and for some learn. reason we struggle so much with that. Like we made plenty of mistakes and I think, and you can show your thoughts here. I think that this kind of might come for our own perfectionism tendencies. Yeah, I think perfectionism, but I also think society has given us this idea, like you will be judged, your child will be judged unless they behave, unless they perform, unless they graduate, unless they X, Y, or Z. And therefore you will have to live a life of shame because you've bought into it. Yeah. Oh man. It is, it's so easy, right? Like to, to, to say it. And it's so easy to get caught up with it. The keeping up with the Joneses and the, like, you know, we have to look a certain way and guys, no, you don't. It's okay. No, everyone. Yeah. When, When you project your anger onto your children, when, when they mess up, then they are going to project it somewhere else into their life. 
You know, if you fill them full of anger with your words, they're going to spew that anger out to somewhere or someone else. Yeah. And often it's a sibling Mm -hmm. or it's another parent or it's a teacher or it's whatever. And that's what my daughter did, right? She Mm -hmm. was taking out my relationship with her on her sister. Oh my goodness, man. Light bulb. And so that's uh, the other thing too, is that the problem with kids is that their prefrontal cortex. So the, the thinking mm. part of their brain isn't developed until they're 25. And right. when they're in these spaces, like your son, when he's laughing uncontrollably at your, at your wife, it's likely because he's doing it out of a nervous energy, but he's not thinking well, he mm-hmm. can't connect to his thinking brain. And then that's when we go to the shame and the blame. And then we push them deeper into their disconnection. When we come with the connection piece, we get their brain working better Then they're able to have, you know, the ability to make a better decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when, so when we're in trauma response, like the blood flow to our prefrontal cortex, the thing, the brain, it's gone. No more. It goes straight to your amygdala for fight or flight. It's gone. No mas. And so like when you're screaming at your kid, they're in fight or flight. Yeah. How are you like when you talk about it, it's easy, but then you get yeah. into the moment when they push the button, when they, they pull the trigger yeah. and you're, you can, we have to check ourselves as well. Right. Yeah. Well, we weren't modeled that, right? Our no, parents- no. Our parents, bless their souls. Love you, mom and dad. Love you to pieces. But holy smokes. Yep. They, mean, we were infused with some bad habits. I was in fight or flight most of my life, I think growing up. And so it was like, I made bad decisions because my thinking brain wasn't ever connected. I was constantly like worried. Is am I going to get yelled at? Am I going to get in trouble? Like what's happening? And so then I would make more mistakes. Mm-hmm. And you're more ashamed to talk to your parents about mistakes because of their reaction to your mistakes. And so then they, then you never talk to your parents about mistakes. It's all about, can you self-regulate when your kid comes home and said, I tried pot mom. Like you need to try that on right now, yeah. how you're going to react to that, because mm-hmm. that, not that, but something like that is coming your way at some point. Hopefully if your kid's safe enough to tell you, yeah. or you're going to catch them because mm-hmm. they're sneaking around and lying to you, you're yeah. going to catch them on the internet, looking at porn. You're going to catch them sneaking alcohol. You're going to catch them sneaking out of the house because they're, they're lying to you because they don't feel like they can tell you the truth. Yeah. So how are you going to react? Yeah. And I mean, and our, our reactions quite often fuel the fire. Like if your kid has disciplinary issues, if your kid has behavioral issues and then we lash out, they become almost dependent on the negative energy because it keeps them rolling. You're, you're infusing them with that negative energy so they can pour it right back out. Like if you instead respond with that positive energy, it confuses them. And they're like, whoa, it doesn't feel right to, to, to do the, the naughty thing right now because of the positive thing mommy and dad are giving me. It's not going to happen overnight. No, it doesn't happen overnight. No. But the relationship is what you're looking for. You want that good bonded relationship that's reciprocal where you trust them and they trust you. And I can say, mm-hmm. like, I have a daughter who will be 17 next week, next oh. month, in a few weeks. And um, I trust her implicitly because I know that A, even if she makes the wrong decision, she's going to come to me mm-hmm. and then we can figure it out together. Yep. I love that. Cause honestly, guys, especially in this digital age, you want your kids to be able to talk to you. You want your kids to be able to come to you. Cause I mean, if, if they can't go to you, they're going to go to Google, they're yeah. going to go to online. 
And Google teaching your kid about sex is not going to be near as what you want it to be as you teaching no. your kid about sex or no, you teaching and I'm, your kid about these things. The, I, I mean, I have a podcast on it too, but we say start teaching them at seven and eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they are asking the questions internally. And that's when adolescence begin is at eight. So you really have to start having the good com- and conversations about being online. Like what is a sexual predator guys? Yeah, okay. What, what it, this person you're talking to on Roblox could be an old man in a hotel room in, you know, Kentucky. So let's, let's, you know, get serious here. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And another thing I hear is that parents, Rick, we don't want to let our kids get away with murder. A lot, a lot of parents are like, well, I want to be my kid's friend, but I also need to be their parent more. Like we want, we don't, we, I don't want them to just walk all over me and then me not do anything because of that, you know, friend relationship versus parent relationship. And so how can, how can we still be the parent? And mm-hmm. then with that accountability with our kids, especially our older kids, right? Our teens and everything oh. that really won't really go for that. Oh, you can't talk to mom like that. Like, yeah, you know, they do. Actually, I use that with my teenagers. I say, oh, look, girls <laughs> who are sassy are going to get hugs from their mom. I guess that's what you want. Mom, stop it. No, exactly. And then they say that. And then I say, oh, just one little tiny one, one little. And eventually I break through and they come back online and they can get there. But mm. I think you're right. It's like, how do we be a parent? So you can't have boundaries, but they mm-hmm. don't have to be like the boundaries our parents had. Like, if you no. do that, I'm you're grounded for three weeks. Right. It doesn't have to be that kind of boundary. It can be, this is our boundary. And if you pass this boundary, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to ask you why we're going to figure out and get to the meat of why you can't adhere to this boundary. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to reevaluate what that boundary is. And we're going to figure out how we can all come together so we can adhere to our family boundaries. I love that. I love that. When you take the anger and shame out of your household, you enable your children to be open, to be able to communicate, to be able to talk to you about some hard stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want them to be able to talk about the hard stuff, well, you need to be able to talk to them about the little stuff (laughs) without you losing your mind. And it's hard. It's easier said than done. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to take consistent effort. And that's all you need. Effort. Yeah. You're not going to be perfect. No. And, it, you know, that's part of rupturing and repairing you rub. And that's the difference between the way in which our parents parented and the way in which hopefully we're parenting is that we apologize when we yep. do something wrong. We take accountability. You know what? This wasn't your fault. Mommy yelled and it is my fault and I'm working on it. My mm-hmm. parents would have never said that. Oh my gosh. Over their dead bodies sometimes. Right. Like- <laughs> yeah. They were right. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So man, I, I, I love, I love talking about this just because I, again, I see so many kids. I'm in a, I'm in a school with like a, just over 2000 kids. Oh, wow. And so I see so many kids that just, they want so much to talk to somebody, but they've been conditioned to be afraid of what yeah. adults are going to say and think. And so when they bring out big words, like I had sex with my boyfriend or I looked at pornography mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, congratulations. Thank you for talking to me. Yeah. Like, what? Usually it's like, oh my goodness, like, ah, and so this kind of conversation really makes my heart happy because I know that people want to move in the right direction. If you're listening to this, it's proof you want to move in the right direction, right? 100%. Yes. And it won't be perfect, but that's okay. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process, but your kid will come to you and 
say something that's shocking. And then when they do, you should congratulate yourself that they oh, were, yeah. that they felt you'd safe enough to come. Oh, this has been so good, man. This is so just so refreshing. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, sigh. Happy. <laughs> um, so, so hey, thank you so much for everything you've talked to us today. Of this course. has been just amazing. Um, second of all, where can people keep up with you? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yes, let's hear it. Um, I am Michelle Kenny, like I said, but I'm peace and parenting on Instagram is kind of my big home. That's where I have most of my people. Right. Um, I have a presence on both TikTok and Facebook, also Peace and Parenting. And my website is peaceandparentingla.com. I've got four online courses. I do one-on-one coaching. I've got a membership community and subscriptions on Instagram. And I have a book coming out next month. What's it called? called Unpunished. Unpunished. Man, is it available for pre-order or not? It will be in a couple of weeks. Okay. I'll let you know. This is going to air on December 8th, I think. Yeah, it won't Um, be ready for December 8th yet. Okay, sounds good. But we'll have all those other links, her website, her socials, all that other stuff. It'll be in the podcast description. So if you're like, this is a bunch of BS, I can't not not punish my kid. Go check her out and try. Yeah, check it out. Prove Uh, her wrong and see how it goes. Okay. Come do and I have a podcast of 165 episodes. So come check out the podcast too. Also, peace and parenting. There you go. Check all of it out. And thank you so much for being here today. And thank you for listening to the Save the Kids podcast this week. Um, if you want us at your church school event or whatever it may be, um, you can shoot us uh, uh fill out the form in the description, bring a speaker to your area so we can help spread this message. Always remember you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. And we'll see you on the next one.